Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 196 of the Mom Hour. I am Sarah Powers, here as always with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. What? 196? That's crazy. We have actually gotten some really sweet emails and great ideas. Great ideas. What to do for our 200th episode. I like that we just... coming up really soon. (laughs) We just threw our hands up and we're like, help us, guys. Tell us what to do. So we have gotten your ideas and we have some things in the works, but it does feel like 200 is going to come up really quick. Real soon. So yet again, Megan, we haven't recorded for over a week. So I feel like I haven't talked to you, which is always a fun way to get on the mic. Yeah, it is. And and for us to kind of catch up with each other, we'll try to keep it, we'll try to keep it professional here, but we can't make any guarantees. I don't know. We like to chat. We like to catch (laughs) up. Um, So we're doing a really fun episode today. We are doing something we did a year and a half ago and have been trying to nail down a way to do it again for almost that long. And that is a week of real life dinners. So if you heard it the first time back in 2016, um, what we do in this episode is we just keep track of what we actually served our families and actually ate for an entire week. And the point Wait, wasn't that more than a year and a half ago? Oh yeah, was it two and a half? I think Can it was I not two do and math? A, oh my god. I think that was well, well, I mean it's twenty nineteen yeah. and that was twenty sixteen. So You're just right. going by round numbers alone, <laughs> just, I'm gonna say it's at least two. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Yeah. So October twenty sixteen. I can't believe this. it's been that long. Wow. Okay. We, yeah. Here we are. Yep. But the idea behind this is there's a million resources online about how to create a meal plan and and these forward looking meal plans that says okay here's here's what we're going to have this week that's always exciting to talk about what nobody ever talks about is what everybody actually <laughs> what actually ate. happened because yes. the wheels fall off the train yeah. or you don't even yeah. put some things on your meal plan cuz you know that one night's going to be leftovers or pizza and nobody yeah. ever talks about that so what we did was track our meals for a week we actually couldn't we could not line up our schedules to do it the same week because yeah. we've both been either traveling or having visitors or whatever. But we each tracked a week of meals, as did Kelsey, who works on our team as our sponsorship coordinator. And she's got three little kids. So we had her track her meals too. Um, And we're going to talk through what everybody ate, like what happened when the wheels fell off the train or we were traveling. Um, And I don't know, it's real life. Like it is real life. And I, it's so funny because I was really, really excited because it just worked out. I had travel so usually in a week, I would only have my kids three or four evenings mm-hmm. of that week. And that makes it hard to do like a week of real life dinners because it only looks like half a week. I mean, honestly, the other days I'm not making a full meal for myself. Right. I'm usually eating at a friend's house or going out or maybe just having a sandwich or something really simple. Right. So that the week that I chose was sandwiched in between two weeks that I was out of town. Mm-hmm. So I had my kids all week. So I was really excited about that. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to look like a real normal week. Well, then I forgot. Remember how <laughs> I was complaining a few weeks ago because I messed up my HelloFresh delivery and yes. I, I thought I was going to get it this one day and I didn't and I was super bummed. Well, I accidentally rescheduled it to come the Monday of that week, which is fine. And that'd be great, except that I had just put in an order of groceries. Like, and a created a whole other meal plan. And completed a, like a whole other meal plan. So what I ended up doing, this is kind of funny. One of the things I actually like about HelloFresh is you can kind of cherry pick some of the ingredients out. Like if you're not ready to right. use everything, you can just kind of like use the veg or whatever. So I ended up like taking pieces of parts of it out. Then I froze the meat and I'll be making all the dishes I would have made for that. Another time. But then that week, yeah, it talk about like over planning. It was yes. a week where like I had an abundance, uh, overabundance of food and possible recipes to make and. That doesn't always happen. Well, what I love about this is like we are going to actually look back at the week and talk about what actually happened, who actually sat down at the table, who was there and who ate it. So we're removing that aspirational aspect and just sharing real life. Um, We'll we'll also share if there are recipes or tips involved. We'll share those as we go. We'll link everything up at the show notes at themomhour.com. And yeah, it's going to be really fun. So first up, let's welcome our first sponsor. Yeah, this is a great one for this episode. Um, we're welcoming back PrepDish. PrepDish is a healthy subscription-based meal planning service. So the cool thing is when you sign up, you get an email every week that has your grocery list and instructions, and then you prep the meals ahead of time. So you do all the shopping once, you do all the prep all at once, and then you have meals ready for the week. And when you decide to make them, they come together really quickly. 
it's a great way to eat healthy meals that are like real food. Um, and especially if you're on any kind of particular diet or you have food restrictions, they have gluten-free, dairy-free, and paleo. And in 2019, they've added keto, which I'm excited about because I really liked doing keto before and I'm going to give it another whirl. And just having it all there to do all ahead of time is going to make that really easy. I have to say that prep dish has totally changed the way I think about make ahead meals. I used to think that they didn't really apply to my life because number one, I technically am home and able to cook most weeknights. So I didn't feel like I was super in need of like a bunch of make ahead meals. And also we don't eat a lot of baked like one pot bakes yeah. or casseroles. And that is, I have to admit what I associate with prep ahead meals. And I mean, I love a good lasagna, but that's just not how we normally eat. So Allison's recipes are fresh whole foods, like stuff like chili roasted sea bass with sauteed bok choy and mushrooms, um, all of the various meal plan options that you mentioned, Megan. And um, the the beauty of having that stuff prepped ahead has, has just changed the way I think about meal prep. Awesome. So Allison is offering our listeners a free two-week trial to try out Prep Dish. If you've been meaning to try keto or you want to try some new gluten-free or paleo recipes, you can't beat this deal. So you go to prepdish.com slash the mom hour to sign up. Again, it's prepdish.com slash the mom hour and you'll get your first two weeks totally free. Great. Do it. All right. <laughs> We're also welcoming back Keepsake this week. So, you know, after we talked about baby books in a recent episode, so it occurred to me that I don't actually have completed baby books for any of my kids except Jacob. Um, but there is so much information out there about all five of my kids, like out in the digital space, right? Yeah. Like I'm talking decades worth of texts that John and I sent about the kids and still do tweets, Facebook posts, like even boxer messages between you and me about mm -hmm. our kids. The problem is it's not like organized anywhere. Right. So imagine instead of just texting all that stuff to whoever you felt like texting it to in the moment when you were bragging about your kids, you could send everything to just one friend. And then that friend would do the work of taking all of those memories and organizing them into a beautiful book for you. Uh, I would go for that, wouldn't you? Yeah, duh. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is, keepsake is that friend. That's keepsake, Q-E-E-P-S-A-K-E, -E -E, no U. It's a totally free service that texts you prompts that you can reply to right from your phone. And then it saves those answers in an online journal. So it really is like that friend who's just like asking you to text them. What's yeah. your kid up to today? And then you text them and then they save that for you all in one place. Um, it's designed for newborns through school-aged kids and the questions are different for each age group. So guys, it's not too late to get started even if your kids are older. This is so genius. So in addition to the prompts, you can also text Keepsake anytime with a funny story or a photo and it'll add it right to your journal. I love this because we always have our phones within hand's reach. So having it text-based means we're so much more likely to actually get in the habit of recording those memories. And while the free online journal is really nice, it's also great to have a hard copy of that book to keep or maybe even print an extra copy for your little one to have when they grow up or for grandma and grandpa. So we have an awesome deal that we have worked out with Keepsake for you guys. If you sign up at keepsake.co slash the mom hour, again, it's Q-E-E-P-S-A-K-E -E -E, and it's .co, not .com, slash the mom hour, you're going to get $20 toward the purchase of your first book. So you're going to go to keepsake.co slash the mom hour and you'll get $20 toward the purchase of your first book. It's such a great deal. Such a smart idea. It is so smart. Okay, <sighs> Megan. If only we'd had these things when our kids were babies, right? You guys are all so lucky. I know. <laughs> lucky ducks. <laughs> lucky ducks. Um, okay. Are you ready? I'm excited. I'm ready. Yes. Okay. So here's what we're going to do and we'll move relatively quickly, but I'm going to, I'm going to ask follow-up questions. If I, you might say I made a pot roast and I might say, oh, wait, 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 how do you do that? Cause I don't know. I mean, this is how we learn from each other. So we can kind of yeah. ask follow-up if we have questions about how we made something, but otherwise we're going to move through the week um, and talk about kind of what we served. And if you remember what the circumstances of it sure. were. Um, so we're going to start on a Sunday. I remember we had a small disagreement um, about. Do you remember <laughs> my reaction when you told, so Okay, first of all, my week that I had chosen, I was on a plane coming home from California on Sunday. Right. I didn't get home until, oh, I don't know, eight or nine o'clock at but night. But that's real life. It's I know, but I was wanting to start off on a strong foot. <laughs> Plus I made, so I'm, I am going to tack on an extra meal at the end. Okay. I thought my week started Monday and ended Sunday. Okay. All right. So, so I'm going to cheat. Um, I was on a plane. My kids had pizza. Okay. Where do your kids order pizza from? Uh, Papa John's typically. Okay. And is and it? I'm trying to remember how this worked out. I, I had an over, I had a layover and I think during the layover was when I gave them the go ahead. Yeah. I was going to ask, is this, I mean, you obviously, you have two young adult kids and some yeah. teenagers. Is it still like, Hey mom, can we order pizza? Did they know? Yeah. yeah. Well, so. yes. And in, in a case mm -hmm. like that, like they didn't really know. And I think my, my, 
flight was a little bit delayed on the way home. My okay. layover yes. flight was a little bit delayed. So I had thought maybe I'd squeeze in and be able to pick them something up or whatever. Yeah. And then I was like, nah, I'm not going to worry about that. So I just gave them the go ahead. Now, Isaac, you know, has his own money. Well, they all have their own money to mm-hmm. some degree now, but Isaac te- typically is sitting on a pot of cash. <laughs> he works a lot. Um, so sometimes he'll just like buy pizza for everyone just because. Okay. And then sometimes I reimburse them. Sometimes I don't. Kind of yeah. depends if, yeah. if I gave him the go ahead first, you know, yeah. ahead of time or not. Do they so. all agree on what type to order? Yeah, they get pepperoni. Okay. Hopefully. Everybody likes it. Everybody likes it. I will say, I don't know why Papa John's has become the go-to. I am not like a huge Papa John's fan. I, it's fine. Yeah. But like as, I don't know, like as chain pizza place, we don't really have a great, well, that's not true. We have some really good local pizza places, but they don't tend to deliver. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Like, I don't know why that one wins out over Domino's, for example. I think for a while we were collecting like the Papa Bucks. Okay. Like, there's like. You can get a free pizza if you spend a certain amount of money. And the kids all have it saved on their devices. Yeah. And I think they just, that's what they go with I, it. I mean, I know a lot of people kind of don't like Papa John's. I, I'll eat like almost any pizza you put in front of me. I mean, I know some <laughs> are better than others, but yeah. I wouldn't turn down Papa John's. Okay, so on the Sunday, um, Brian made uh, homemade chicken tenders. So just like you would get in a restaurant, except we don't have a deep fryer. He does pan fry them. So he does them with like breadcrumbs, egg and flour. So makes like a little batter and then pan fries them. And the kids like that um, because it's like chicken tenders. I like it. I love chicken tenders. And then we roasted carrots and um, Reed does not like roasted carrots. He doesn't like cooked carrots, but he will eat raw carrots dipped in ranch. So I think everyone just had chicken and carrots. I don't even remember a starch actually. So yeah. All right. Just chicken and carrots. Um, Kelsey had, so listen to this, Kelsey, and we should let everybody know. So Kelsey's kids are five and then three-year-old twins. And one interesting thing about her family is that they live in a very, very rural part of West Virginia. So she can only, she has to meal plan because she can only go to the store when she can go to the store. It's like 45 minutes away. So there's no Amazon Fresh. There's no like same day grocery (laughs) delivery. So um, Sunday night, Kelsey's family had meatballs and then they did the zucchini noodles with pesto and then leftover potato salad. She said the kids had grapes instead of the zoodles, the zucchini noodles. And her comment was it was okay, but when she does this again, she will actually own a spiralizer and do fresh zucchini noodles because the frozen were not great. And I would agree with that. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I've bought fresh. So Trader Joe's has fresh ones. And I've also bought frozen butternut squash noodles and those the frozen ones they just get so wet when you thought yeah them, so so do you do you own a spiralizer I do not I have a I have a stand mixer but it's not a KitchenAid and I don't think you can buy the attachments for it so I guess right. I'd have to have like a separate oh I hadn't I even thought about using the KitchenAid I do have a KitchenAid but yeah you can buy like an attachment for that. I think of the ones you see on like as seen on TV right. like some you know, single use tool. And we kind right. of shy I, away from, I try from, not to yeah. have those. <clears throat> Unitasker is all. Yes. Calls thank them. you. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm always, I'm always like really intrigued by like fake versions of like vegetable versions of pasta and uh-huh. stuff, because I know people swear by them. Just, I just don't, I, I need to be convinced. I, yeah. See, I just don't think of it like pasta. I just think of it as I'm eating this over vegetables. Same with cauliflower rice. It doesn't taste like rice to me. It doesn't even look like rice or feel like rice, but it does work to put a stir fry on top of. So it's like a mental thing, kind of like a veggie burger. I don't have a veggie burger if I'm wanting a beef burger. It's not going to scratch that itch, but it might be good by itself. I mean, just like because it's good. Right. All right. Um, I have a quick question for you before we move forward. Do your kids typically know the meal plan for the week? Like, do you write it down anywhere? So we have a whiteboard in the kitchen that has like our schedule, just like when the kids will should expect to be at my house versus John's. Right. Um, and there's like a little place below that, like on each day, it's a week at a glance. Mm-hmm. And I will often write what I intend to make, but mm-hmm. they all know that it is subject to last minute change. Right. For a right. while, I used to have the kids coming up to me and be like, well, I thought you said we were going to have X, Y, Z yeah. this day. And, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, mom changed her mind. Right. So um, subject to change without subject notice. to change without notice. Yeah. But I do it for myself. Yeah. I'm like, I do it for myself. And because sometimes it is nice for the kids just to be able to glance at it and 
and know what, so don't have yes. to ask me. Yes. Um, but then again, they, it's like, don't get your hopes up because it right. might be something different. So I have just started doing this this year, this like since 2019, I got a whiteboard um, and I definitely meal planning was kind of one of my big like intentions for the year. Um, and so I have started writing it down and it does help. I think when it helps me is if the kids start to notice a crack in the system, they think they can suggest what's for dinner, right? Like if right. they start to sense that I don't know what's for dinner, which is quite possible, <laughs> then their ideas they think they all, can they, weigh in. Exactly. And sometimes like, sometimes their ideas sway me. So if there's something right. written up there, even if it's leftovers or grilled yeah. cheese, then it's like, it takes it off of me to like hem and haw with them. It's like, oh no, that's what the board says. That's what we're right. having. So um, yeah, the board said it. it's not my idea. Exactly, exactly. The board made the rules. And then if they do, if they do start to complain, then it's an opportunity to say like, hey, what will what do you want to see up on the board for next week? Why don't you give me some ideas? So it it has been helping. And you know, if your kids can't read, you're you're not quite there yet. So two of my three are you know, fluent readers and one is an emerging reader. So it kind of finally makes sense for us to do it this way, but it's unless you're a new. really good artist <laughs> yes, <laughs> and you can draw a recognizable meal with a, with a dry erase marker. Good luck with that. Yeah. That is not <laughs> in my list of things that I'm ex excellent at. I'm just picturing like a plate, like a drawing of a plate where it always looks exactly the same. Like looks like there's some kind of mask yeah, that like could be mush. something like meat <laughs> and like maybe some vegetable kind of things. And yeah, guess the meal. Yeah, That's exactly. really funny. Okay. Okay, so we will move on to Monday and okay. you, I actually remember this night because you posted about it on our Instagram for the mom hour. Will had his first I, show, right? He, yes. And this was another night where like, I kind of had a loose, maybe was going to make something, but it got shoved to the next night because William, I had a, a, a meeting for a board that I'm on. And then between that meeting and William's first gig was yes. only like a half hour. So we all just ate at the restaurant. It was like a brewery that has a really good restaurant. Um, we all just ate there. But he did his first, like he and his band, which they just started in August. He and a friend, he didn't play any instruments at all. Then he just decided to start a band and then he had to learn how to play an instrument <laughs> right quick. So he plays bass and sings. Um, they recruited and it's his best friend, Jack, who plays keyboards um, and guitar backup or whatever. And then... I don't really know all the band terminology here. And then their friend, Ethan, who plays guitar or plays drums. And then they had to recruit a fourth band member and they ended up recruiting. This is so cute. They put like a call out on Instagram. So cute. For a musician and Jack Will's cousin, Jenna's, uh -huh. Jenna and my brother John's kid, auditioned, got in the band. So cute. Um, and they had like five submissions. So cute. You know, it's so cute. And then. They just added their former band manager, um, a girl they hang out with named Morgan, who now plays like kind of like not on all their stuff, but just like plays keyboards and stuff. So they did a Beatles set at an open mic night. Um, and it was about the like I was, was dying. It was about the cutest thing I've seen. Like there was just they're called the Hawaiian rolls and they wear Hawaiian shirts. So cute. And they have they work really hard and have practiced like crazy. And they all just showed up at this open mic night and got up there and William made like some joke and said like, well, this is our first performance. And then people were losing their minds over them because they were just, it was like so earnest. Yeah. And so wholesome. And so wholesome. Yeah. And like all of their, like a bunch of their friends showed up. So there was all these like 15 year old boys <laughs> standing around this brewery watching this, you know, set that they did. So they did, um, I can't remember all the songs they did, but they did Lady Madonna, um, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band come together two other Beatles songs. I don't remember now what, off the top of my head what they were, but we did. I think I posted them as a story though. So I don't yeah. think you can get yeah, those clips I, anymore. No, but um, the, you, you did one regular picture too. And then more videos in the stories. Yeah. 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 Well, we anyway. will be all following along on the journey of the Hawaiian rolls. And the, the irony was that that night that this restaurant has really good pizza. So most of my kids had oh, pizza two nights in a again. row. Hey. But I had a sandwich. That, that would happen <laughs> in our house for sure. Okay. That Monday, Brian left out of town. He was gone three nights. And again, that's not super typical for us for him to be gone that much, but it's real life. It was this week. So yep. my kids, one of my kids' favorite things that I let I get for them when, when I'm not cooking for two adults is Trader Joe's Mandarin chicken, which is frozen. It comes in a bag frozen. It's, it's like orange chicken from a Chinese restaurant. It is really, really good. Actually. It's not super great for you. Um, I made brown rice and broccoli and you know, they had their requisite amount of broccoli and rice, but really they just house this Mandarin chicken. It is really good. Mm. Um, 
I was trying to be a little bit healthier than the super fried stuff. So I there was some cut up grilled chicken that Brian had grilled over the weekend. And so I had that with the rice and the broccoli. So it was like a modified, modified Asian night. Um, mm-hmm. But they love that. And if you guys have Trader Joe's and haven't tried it, it is delicious. And they all three love it. So um, Kelsey over at Kelsey's house in West Virginia, she used the Instant Pot to cook chicken from frozen all the way to make baked chicken flautas. So like cooking from frozen, apparently you can do it in like 20 minutes. Yes. And she said that is one of the, her favorite things about the Instant Pot. Um, so she made flautas with whole wheat tortillas and baked them. I kind of want to know more about that. So we'll put some more details in the show notes, but um, served them with black beans and Spanish rice. And she, you know, she's got three little kids. So some eat it and some don't. But um, I just, I'm impressed with the baked yeah. chicken flautas. That's awesome. Um, oh, and she does have a recipe. So we'll link up that recipe in the show notes. Okay. Tuesday before, for our next break. So Tuesday yeah. you got on your game. Tuesday I got on my game. Yes. I was, <laughs> the vacation was over and I made a real meal. Um, I made pot roast with roasted carrots and baby potatoes. Um, I have gotten in the habit of doing two pot roasts at a time, like okay. two chuck, chuck roasts because okay. one is just never quite enough. It's like, we're like, there's always someone kind of fighting over the last piece of meat. Mm-hmm. and also, it's not hard to do a pot roast. It just takes a long time. Okay, so um, um, that's where I'm going to pause. You go to the store, okay. you buy the chuck roast. Yep. And then you come home and what do you do? Do you brown it like in a Dutch oven? Yep. I okay. sear it in my Dutch oven. And if you have two, you have to kind of do them one at a time. Mm-hmm. And then I typically do not put the potatoes and carrots and everything in with the pot roast mm-hmm. because my kids don't particularly love it when everything gets mushy. Yeah. Like that. So I'll put the pot roast and okay. So I've also done this before in my instant pot. Or I don't have a real instant pot. It's a pressure cooker. Um, it's some other brand. An off brand. It's an off brand, but it's that works really, really well. Like when I was working outside the home or like when I had, um, when I had like a crunched evening, but for just like, if I'm home, I would yeah. just soon just do it in the Dutch oven. Mm-hmm. I feel like the results, like I like to be able to keep my eye on it mm-hmm. and I don't like that in the pressure cooker. I can't look mm-hmm. like it's just in there doing its thing surprising and you, surprising me. So I had really good re- results with it. I'm not complaining. I just, I prefer if possible. Yeah. If you don't do need the, the time. Right. So, yeah. or do so you- I'd put it in, so I would sear it. I would um, season it pretty, pretty like simply like yeah. salt and maybe like, like whatever herbs and spices yeah. I have on hand, but like, I'm not really super particular about that. Um, I think I used a beer that basically becomes braised, right? Okay. So then I, mm-hmm. after it's, after it's um, seared, I put a beer in there and then I stick the whole mess back in the oven at any place from 275 to 325, depending on how much time I've got. Okay. Cause the lower the temperature I find, the more it kind of gets that fall apart texture, yep. but you have to have all day. So like if I get it in the oven by noon, I and you put do it, it lower uh-huh. and just let it sit. If it's a little close, like, you know, how your day gets away from you yeah. sometime. If it's like closer to two, I might do it at three twenty-five, and then it just doesn't get quite as much time. So did you um, put both of them? Do they go in the oven in the Dutch oven or do you put them on like a, like a roasting pan or baking I put sheet? Him, I put them in a, in the Dutch oven. Okay. But they both the fit in, in the there Dutch once oven. they're, yeah, they both fit seared. in. I mean, they're, and the, and the liquid doesn't come. Right. It usually comes up all the way over one and partly over the other. It's Got not it. perfect, yeah. but like sometimes if I have time and think about it, I'll take it out halfway through and flip it so that yeah. the roast that was on top is now on the bottom. Okay. Um, but I find that at that low cooking temperature, it's, it's almost doesn't make a difference. Like yeah, it it's doesn't really sink matter. down there and exactly. kind of meld in its own yep. juices. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, and then I will usually throw the carrots and potatoes. So then I'll take, this is something I've had to learn because I don't have a double oven anymore. So I've had to kind of get trickery about how to do the veg mm-hmm. at the same time. So I will often take it out, take the pot roast out of the oven for like the last half hour and just put it on super, super low on mm-hmm. the burner mm-hmm. and then crank the heat up on the oven to like 400 and then put the vegetables right. in. Right. Yes. That makes sense. And let, yeah. It and just it retains a lot of heat. I mean, it would retain yeah. a lot of heat when it comes out, right? Yeah, it does. And yeah. you like, yeah, like low even sometimes will get it going almost too much. Like it'll start to almost yeah. boil and then I have to like back it off or take it off. But it's, it's just like, I don't, it doesn't require a lot of maintenance. Like once it's done and in, I really don't have to think about it. But that last like half hour, I feel like everything has to come together. Yeah. yeah. But the nice thing is you really can choose when that is because it's very forgiving. Like yeah. a braised piece of meat, if you leave it another 25 minutes or another 45 minutes, it's going to be better. Than and there's it was. something so satisfying about long cooking because you feel like yes. you've 
really done something amazing. Even though you only actually did <laughs> something for like 20 just minutes. Heat and juice yeah. that did like, the work. It did all the work for right. you, but you get to take all the benefit. And then the you roast your credit. potatoes and carrots probably pretty high temperature, right? Yeah, for like, like half an hour. Yeah, that's yeah. how I like it too. Okay. So my kids like it when they get practically burned, especially yeah, if I do too. I do the multicolored roasted um, baby carrots mm-hmm. that you can buy like in the packages. Yeah. And the little ones are like shriveled up little browned by the time they actually get on the plate. I like basically like burned, but I like love them. The Brussels sprouts that way too. When I do Brussels sprouts, I want it like charred and crispy. Yep. Um, Okay. So Tuesday, Brian was still out of town and in our Patreon Facebook group, I told this story at much detail. I will skip the detail here, but um, there was blood. There was blood (laughs) and an expensive new sweater that hasn't yet been cleaned, but I think it will be okay. Um, but basically the kids were outside scootering right before dinner and I had planned French toast. That's another like treat favorite when Brian's out of town and a a super treat is to not use our regular whole wheat sandwich bread, but to use Trader Joe's, they have a cinnamon swirl bread and it's so good. And it's, I mean, it's good just regular as buttered toast. We don't get it all the time. It's kind of a special treat. And then to make French toast with it is super yummy. So that was already planned. They were looking forward to that. We were outside scootering before dinner and Violet took a pretty bad fall. She's okay. But it was like a fall to her face. So you know how like you can't tell what hole what is happens. bleeding. Like there's right. blood. And it really, really, really hurt. Like she was in genuine pain, mostly from her upper lip and her top teeth, which are cool. still in her mouth. They are baby teeth. So thankfully, like, you'll be fine. But, um, but she was really, I mean... It was pretty traumatic for all of us, but we had to get in, get her cleaned up. She's sobbing and Allegra jumped right in and made the French toast from, I mean, I asked her to, but I was like, Hey, can you be on French toast? And she made it start to finish. So it was great. She knows how to do that. She's done it before, but it was so nice because I was solo parenting and you know, I was covered in blood and a crying child. And so she jumped in and made it really simple. French toast. um, I don't even remember if I gave them fruit. Probably not. We had to run out the door to Taekwondo. So they literally had cinnamon swirl French toast for dinner and they were very happy. And then I think I ate some more leftovers, some chicken and rice. I don't even remember if I ate it then or if I waited till we were home later. It was a, it was a little bit of a traumatic. It was a, traumatic. a frazzled day. Yeah. I have to share like, well, thinking about, um, about Allegra making the dinner. Yeah. So I don't remember, I guess it would have probably been a breakfast last week, but I had, or the week before when I did my week, I was busy. You know how, like when you make breakfast, it's like, there's so many moving parts. And everything kind of has yes. to come together at yes. once, right? Yeah. So you've got whatever your it's simple technique, but it's a lot is, of moving pieces. But it's a lot of moving parts. Yeah. Well, I I asked Clara if she would crack eggs to make scrambled eggs uh-huh. and scramble the eggs, and she was like, "Yeah." And I said, "Okay." And I had just ta- changed the tablecloth on my table, um, and I was like, "Okay, so you, I'm going to set you up to do this right here at the table." I was like, "Do you feel pretty confident that you can get all the eggs in the bowl and not on the tablecloth, or do you want a plate to do it on?" And she's like, "Mom, I have got this." She was like, "So <laughs> confident." She's like. I do this all the time. I totally know what I'm doing. And so I'm like, okay. And against my better judgment, I let her go at it right on the tablecloth. And like not 30 seconds goes by and I hear, oh no. (laughs) And then I hear her and Isaac working together, trying to fix, like clean up whatever this is. And he's like, it's okay. It's okay. I got it. And so I come out there and what had happened is like, I think she psyched herself out. And she cracked the egg and then her arm like jerked and the oh. entire egg like went all over the tablecloth. Oh my which gosh. Was not a big deal. Right. But she was like mortified. She's like, she goes, I was just so sure. I just told you that it wasn't going to happen. Like she couldn't get over oh. the fact that like she had made this big statement. Yeah. Yeah. Like she had been so yeah. confident. Oh, that's And so, so funny. we made a big joke about it. I was like, Clara, that's just what you get for believing in yourself. Yeah. <laughs> You'll know better next time. So we were all just kind of laughing about it. Like if there's a lesson I've learned from this, it's to not, know, not be so confident. Not be so confident. That's yeah. So it funny. was, it was really, really funny. And it was cute. And like in the end, who cares? It, it's one right. tablecloth. I just swapped it out again. And right. she, this time we kept the tablecloth pulled back while she did her job and she did a really good job. It's so funny. I love it. (laughs) Um, Okay. Before we take our next break, Kelsey and family on Tuesday night had chicken Caesar pasta salad. And then she said toast for the kids in case they didn't like it. And that (laughs) is always, that's always my, my trick too, but toast and sliced apples on the table. And then you're like, Oh, you know, all right. You don't have to eat that. Sure. There's other things on the table for you. Sure. Play dumb. Um, she said they all ate it. Um, she separated the different components. So it was like chicken, pasta and broccoli, not all mixed together. That's like such a good tip when you have little kids or pickier eaters. Um, but you're at least making all of the same food for everyone. 
And she has a recipe that we will link up in the show notes for that as well. So, so far, Kelsey's on her game with the recipes. You and I are winging it a little bit yeah, more. I'm I, on my Trader Joe's um, I don't see any actual food. recipes for either of us uh, in most of these, but that's okay because I also feel like I've gotten to the point where I don't use that many recipes a lot of the time. Yeah. I kind of wing, I'll like, I'll, I'll refer to something for a cooking time if yep. I can't remember if I'm not confident, but I often just kind of wing the rest of it. Yeah, that's okay. We often do a recipe for like something special, like a party that or for yeah. um, on the weekends, Brian will try a new recipe or, you know, the holidays, things like that. But I, we're not usually relying on a ton of recipes for the every everyday everyday stuff yep all right we're gonna take our break let's take a break and welcome back our sponsor zola so zola takes the stress out of wedding planning and lets you actually manage everything online and in one place which saves so much time if you are planning a wedding so you start with a free wedding website then you can personalize it with all your wedding details like photos or stories about how you how you met travel accommodations etc and you can actually put your zola registry on your website so when guests go to find out like where the reception is or all those details that they need, they can also buy your wedding gifts in one place. This thing is just so genius because sometimes as a wedding guest, I have felt like the information is all over the place and I'm not sure where right. to find it. Yeah, so, um, so then if you're a couple using Zola, you can build your registry out. And one thing I think is also really cool about Zola is that it goes beyond like, you know, sheets and small appliances and the typical stuff. You can also add experience gifts like tours and activities in your city or maybe the place where you're going to have your honeymoon. Or you can actually set up a fund for your honeymoon or anything else you might want. And then your friends and family can contribute to it. I love this so much. I mean, in the 14 years since I've been married, this is the kind of thing that has gotten so much smarter. One thing I love is to contribute toward like a bigger ticket item, your stand mixer or your really nice vacuum or something. But Zola actually has ways for people to go in on a group gift together and coordinate all that online, which is so genius. So I know a lot of our listeners are married, but I know you also have friends and sisters and cousins who are just getting engaged. So we are going to give them a great deal to get their free wedding website started and get $50 off your registry on Zola.com. Go to Zola.com slash the mom hour. Again, it's Zola, Z-O-L-A.com slash the mom hour. Love it. Well, we are also welcoming a new sponsor today, and that is the March of Dimes organization. We know we have a lot of you listening who are pregnant or thinking about getting pregnant, or maybe you will get pregnant whether you're planning to or not in the next year or so. <laughs> what? So we're really happy about this partnership. You guys have probably heard of the March of Dimes since they're such a well-respected organization, and they have a goal of generating awareness about birth defects and their prevention. Yeah. So of course I've heard of the March of Dimes, but um, when we dug in on this, what I didn't realize is how common birth defects actually are. I did not know that they affect about one in every 33 babies born in the U.S. each year. That's 120,000 babies. Yeah, that surprised me too. And not all birth defects can be prevented, but there are some actions that women can take during pregnancy and just as importantly before they get pregnant to make it more likely that they'll have a healthy pregnancy and healthy baby. Yeah, and some of them are really simple and stuff that you might not know. Like, for example, um, increasing folate in your diet or adding a folic acid supplement before you get pregnant and in the early weeks of pregnancy has actually been proven to prevent some really serious birth defects of the brain and spine. So for a whole list of practical, simple ways you can set yourself up for a healthy pregnancy and prevent birth defects, we've partnered up with the March of Dimes and have a page set up just for you guys at marchofdimes.org slash themomhour. Again, it's marchofdimes.org slash themomhour. Yeah, check it out. Okay, we're moving through the week, Megan. Yeah, we are. We're All right. really cooking now. We are. <laughs> we're on Wednesday. Okay. Well, this is boring. That's okay. It's real life. It's leftovers. But um, I do. So I just made the pot roast again or like heated it up. And usually what I do is I, I have like these nice, um, I don't own a microwave because there's, I have a tiny kitchen. Yeah. How many people have been like, why don't you just get a dang microwave? And I was like, I made a choice when I moved into this house. It was kind of like, I either have space for like my tea setup, right. which has my electric kettle and my tea box and all of the accoutrement. And a toaster oven. Right. Or I have to get rid of one of those things to make room for a microwave. And honestly, I only ever use a microwave for like microwave popcorn and occasionally heating up a meal. And people just cannot wrap their minds around the fact that I don't have a microwave. It no, like I think, blows their mind. I, I, I think it does make sense. I do heat a lot of leftovers in the microwave. That's the one, that's the thing yeah. I would miss. So yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess the point that I'm making is that there's always a workaround. It's just not always super obvious. So my kids sometimes will like literally stand there in the kitchen like, oh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and so I try to make it really easy. So I have these really nice Pyrex um, dishes, like they're vintage and 
pretty to look at, which makes me want to use them. Mm -hmm. And so after I make a roast, I typically just put everything into one of those Pyrex dishes. And then the next night, it's as simple as popping it in the oven, you know, like 325, 350 Mm -hmm. for a little while. If someone wants just one plate made up. Yeah. We have small saute pans. And honestly, you can throw almost anything and then put the yeah. lid on mm-hmm. and put it over low and heat it up. It's not going to be like instantaneous right. like um, like it would be with the microwave. But one thing that's also nice for me is because my kids are all older and they typically all kind of eat whatever I make. Like yeah. There's not like a lot of it, like there's not a lot of kids individually kind of coming in and having like one meal at a time. Yeah. It yeah. just usually isn't that big of an issue, but it does become sometimes a, a bit of a hassle. Um, I will also say when I make pot roast leftovers I almost always have to make another side because the sides always right. go fast yes and, they, so and it, sometimes those roasted veggies the next day I, I will eat them the next day because I really like vegetables yeah. but they're not as crisp as you almost have to re-roast them at like a super high temp to yeah. get the to get that crust or on them again just eat them mushy <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah or that um okay and so when you have leftover pot roast, it's not, people aren't making pot roast sandwiches or anything. You're just having the pot roast again. Typically, no. I mean, they would if, this is a funny thing about my kids. Like, it wouldn't occur to them. Yeah. They're old enough to have ideas of their own. But I think that I've just always been the one to kind of direct yeah. meals. So it wouldn't occur to them. If I did say, hey guys, dinner tonight is leftover pot roast. And if you want, you can take that meat and put it on a sandwich. They'd be like, whoa, what? <laughs> Mind blown. Right, exactly. But if I don't take the time to actually say that, they won't. Yeah. They won't. And I, so I'm a huge fan of leftovers. And it, I could eat the same. If I like the food, I could eat the same thing for like four days before I'd get tired yeah. of it. When we make a big pot of chili or soup, like I do not get tired of it. I'll eat it for, anyway. I know some people have very different feelings about leftovers, but. No, I love leftovers. I like food on repeat. Yeah. Yeah, me too. So. And I love having, having it already done. Yep. So Wednesday night was also a little different. Brian was still out of town, but my family came down. My parents came down and they brought my grandma, who's 90, and my aunt, who were both down visiting them from Oregon. So we had, you know, four extra adults, but still no, still a traveling husband. And, um, my dad likes to cook and they all eat really kind of lean and healthy. So he went and got salmon. Um, and so he grilled salmon and I roasted Brussels sprouts. And then we have started making this. Have you ever had beer bread? You know, when I saw this on the outline, I feel like I have, but I can't place it. So like, it's an old, like, I, I guess on my mom's side, my grandpa used to make beer bread. It's, it, it is made with beer, but it doesn't taste like beer because it's really more about the carbonation. It's, it makes it all fluffy, right? It makes it fluffy and it's, it's, yeah. it almost is more like a sweet bread. I mean, it's oh. like this, this is a box mix from Trader Joe's and you, it has okay. half a stick of butter poured over the top. <laughs> I mean, it's almost like a cake. It really is. It, you know what it reminds me of is like a really moist cornbread, but not corn flavored, if that makes sense. Okay. It's, it's dense yeah. and a little bit sweet. The kids, of course, love it. And so they made it from the box and that was kind of their white bread dinner, but they felt like it was something special that we'd made. And then I made a side of box mac and cheese for them. So they did have the salmon. They were offered what the grownups were eating, but really they ate mac and cheese and white bread. But that was a nice dinner because we sat all around. We sat in the dining room, which you've been to my house. There's like a kitchen table in the dining room. So we sat in the dining room and, you know, it was special to have my grandma there. And um, it was the night before my birthday. So that was a, it felt like a grown up dinner after a couple of nights of, you know, just being me and the kids. Um, And Kelsey that night did a chicken and stuffing bake. I had to read this like three times. So she said, it's not really a recipe, but it's chicken, cheese, cream of mushroom soup, stuffing and then bake it all together she said I swear my mother yeah food when I was growing up yeah um it sounds so cozy and comfort food um so she said it's easy and usually she always has the ingredients around but the kids won't eat it she said they had chicken strips and salad to which I was like your kids eat salad my kids still do not eat salad um and hers are really little so my kids would always eat salad from a pretty young age but it was always interesting like some would only eat it if it was absolutely drenched in ranch so it became basically like ranch with a couple floating pieces of lettuce. Right. But then I also had, uh, I think two of my kids would not touch dressing of any sort. They would only eat and they would eat it with their fingers. They would eat like the lettuce chunks. My kids eat like, a lot of things with their lettuce. fingers. Like yeah, I'm raising small cave people. And honestly, I hate to tell you this, but I had to, I had to train them out of it at kind of an embarrassingly late age. No, in fact, I will still sometimes catch them eating with their fingers. No, like I mean, old ones. Yes. I, I mean, I'm right there with you. I'm like, yeah. sometimes I look over and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, please use a <laughs> utensil. It's like rice. You don't eat rice with your fingers. Right. What are right. you? Oh, that's really funny. Yeah, it's I'm- funny. It's funny that Kelsey says that kids won't eat the chicken and stuffing bake because I remember my mom making some version of something like that yeah. like, a lot when it was, that's the kind of stuff we really grew up on. And 
I didn't like things. First of all, I didn't like sauces. Uh-huh. So any soup based dish or something yeah. was way too much. And I didn't like things to be all mixed together. Yeah. So yeah, any I think kind that's of casserole typical. or yeah. cake was always like, ugh. But then the adults love it because it is like comfort food. And, it is. And it, yeah. a lot of it can be done ahead of time. Or like Kelsey, when she lives an hour from the grocery store, it's mostly stuff that could be, you can have on hand that's pretty shelf stable or whatever. Right. So, um, okay. So we're moving on to Thursday. Okay. So this is my easy chicken stir fry. I don't make this every single week, but I will go through periods where I make it almost every week. Okay. Um, like when I, I, when I go through, I use shipped, which is like that home delivery, yep. like grocery delivery service. And you can kind of replicate old, you can just go through and like basically replicate, replicate your last week's, um, shopping list if you okay. want to, and it, it'll show you all the stuff you frequently buy. And you can just quickly, if I'm having like a, a week where I'm frazzled or I don't want to think about it, this always ends up on my list because you can always find a deal on chicken parts, whether yeah. it's breasts or thighs or whatever. It's easy. It's cheap. Mm -hmm. um, however, I use, I just use like bottled stir fry sauce or peanut sauce. Okay. I use usually fresh chicken breasts or thighs. Um, I do get fresh mushrooms because I just find that it makes a big difference. Yeah. Like to mm -hmm. add that, it just adds a yes. meatiness and, and a I flavor love, to it. I love mushrooms in Me a stir too. fry. Um, but I use frozen stir fry vegetables and that has created, like I've had to kind of figure out a workaround because they get, they stay wet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't own a wok either. So yeah. like I'm doing this like in a big saute pan. So yeah. it's not truly, it's not really a stir fry. Right. But like, I've kind of had to figure out how to thaw the vegetables to a point where they're not super wet so that when I put them in the stir fry, they don't make everything all soggy and I haven't perfected it. Um, but I, what I do is I kind of steam. I like, I throw the stir fry vegetables in a pan with a lid, but like with the, with the steam release mm -hmm. in the lid. Mm -hmm. And I kind of just slowly steam a lot of that moisture out mm -hmm. and then pat it down with paper towels. And okay. then I saute all the other stuff at once. So I do right. the, um, the, the mushrooms first, take them out of the pan, put them aside, cut up the chicken breasts, do those while the mushrooms are sauteing, do that. And then I just kind of throw it all together and heat it up. So it's, it's not as easy as it could be. Like if yeah, I was tr I truly throwing everything in a pan and just cooking it, it'd probably be faster, but like, I don't know. Maybe I'll switch to just using fresh stir fry vegetables because you can buy so, those pre-prepared. Yeah, you can. Okay. And yeah. I have a few thoughts and questions. I love a good stir fry. And in theory, it's a good option for our family. Um, but I have a couple, you know, like roadblocks too. But my first question for you was what kind of pan? Do you have nonstick pans or like stainless? Um, I have both. And the so the nonstick pan or sorry. So the stainless pan gives me a better... What's the word I'm even looking for here? Like a browning texture, a better yeah. browning. Yeah, but it's not as big as the other one, and okay. I find that there's not really room yeah. in the pan to get everything because to get of, everything really toasty in there. I really don't love raw chicken. I just don't love cutting up. I don't mind like washing and patting down some chicken breasts and doing yeah. something with them. I really don't like like spending a lot of time with my hands and raw chicken. So cutting up chicken for stir fry is always one of those things. I just kind of dread it. And I find that chicken in stir fry can get overcooked really fast um, yeah. and get kind of hard and dry. Or depending on the pan I use, it, it'll stick if, or I have to use yeah. a lot of oil, which I prefer not to do. So anyway. Um, so I, I almost look at it as like every component is its own cooking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everything gets done yeah. separately. And I've just done it enough times now where I can move it along pretty quickly. Yep. I'll have a bowl there and like throw yep. stuff in the bowl and I can keep in mind like what's going to cross contaminate what's yep. not, you know, yep. and then everything gets cooked separately and then it all gets thrown together for like two minutes. Yep. No, I think and that's, that's, stuff, that's kind of how I do it too. I, the other thing I was going to say about the frozen is um, we usually do fresh, but there is a mixed bag at Trader Joe's that I really like. Um, and I think I do the opposite of you. I think I throw it in, in a super hot pan with a little oh, bit of oil, okay. which almost just, it, they have to thaw like instantly. And I feel like the water kind of evaporates off quickly before it can really like sit in there. Does that make Maybe sense? Maybe I'll reverse it then. Maybe I'll start with the veg. You could always then drain out any excess and water too excess and set water. those aside. But I don't know that that's like a, a good idea. That's just how I've yeah. done it. And I add it to a really hot pan and they go from frozen to not frozen pretty quickly. Um, okay. But I'll yeah. I'll try that. Yeah, it's I not a perfect system. Do you, how do you make your <laughs> rice? Like the old fashioned way? Um, if I make rice, I, I do it just, yeah, just like regular old rice that I make that. If I remember half the time I forget to make the rice because you yeah. know, Regular rice takes a while to cook. Yes. Um, I've been doing it with rice cauliflower and you're right that it doesn't taste like rice, but I do find that if I get a nice toast on it, almost mm -hmm. like in the I, pan, I like, that's how I like I it really too. I really like mm -hmm. it. I and do too. So I don't mind that it's not 
Especially because I'm putting other stuff on top of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can, I enjoy a rice cauliflower. I enjoy a stir fry. It feels like one of those things that my kids should like, but it's, they kind of are picky about stir fry. They don't love rice. They'll eat it, but they don't love it. And then of course they don't love all the vegetables. And if they don't like the Asian sauce, it's like, I'm yeah. striking out. seems like a really kid friendly thing to be able to like deconstruct. But anyway, I do love a good stir fry. Okay. So Thursday was my birthday. So Yay. that was exciting, except we still had our evening Taekwondo activities and Brian was just getting home from out of town. So we didn't really have any special birthday planned, but I did decide I wanted a cheeseburger and fries. So oh, Brian ran out great. to the habit, which is a California, it's not just California, but it's mostly California. It started actually in Santa Barbara, my hometown. Um, and it's a burger chain kind of like, I mean, it's fast food, but like a little foodier fast food, yeah, like a five guys or like, you know, say. it's just like one of these slightly, I don't know, hipper burger places, yeah. but it's still burgers and fries. Um, and I just had their char burger with cheese and fries dipped in ranch. Sounds and it was amazing. a pretty good birthday dinner. Um, we do like their kids meals. Um, and they have a pretty good selection of like Cobb salads and some non-burger things if you want to be healthier. So it's a good fast food option for us. They do not have a drive through but you can order and go pick it up, which is what nice. Brian did that night. So yeah, and I literally ate it standing at the counter because we're trying to get the kids <laughs> out the door. So I don't know. Next year's the big 4-0, I guess. Fancy birthday. Next year, I'll get like a real birthday dinner. <laughs> Um, on Thursday, Kelsey served her family a Valentine's dinner, um, a French toast, scrambled eggs and kielbasa. I have, Ooh. I've eaten kielbasa like in restaurants. I don't think I've ever bought it. Have you? Um, it's just, it's a Polish sausage, right? Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. I feel like I have before, but I, I wouldn't typically serve it with breakfast though. Like right. I would have thought to serve it with like potatoes. Or I think of it as like a soup. Onions like, or yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah. Or in a soup. Um, and so she did, it was Valentine's day and she did a cute, like heart shaped powdered sugar on the French toast and did breakfast for dinner, which is super cute. It was cute. All right. Moving we on to Friday. On Friday. So Friday I did carnitas. Um, again, I did not use the pressure cooker, although I have for carnitas. I feel like carnitas, I just get a big pork butt. Yeah, Remember I was going to ask. the pork butt jokes that we made when we were at your house? Oh, yeah. My kids house. think pork butt jokes are the funniest. And Brian will do <laughs> carnitas or a, a roast. But, okay. Is it a pork shoulder or a pork butt? Or are they the same thing? They're the same thing, I think. Okay. Because my shoulder and my butt are not the same thing. No, they are not. Well, and it's not a butt. So it's not its rear end. Um, I don't know why it's called a butt. But I've seen it labeled both ways. Yeah. Um, and I it's, the same, it's the same it, cut of meat. I'm almost 100%. I think you're right. No, I think you're right. Cut of meat. So, yes, you can find it labeled and they're usually big. They're usually uh -huh. like six pounds or something and they're very cheap. You can find them really inexpensive, like around a dollar a pound and they're very fatty. So if you let them like if you do a low and slow cook on it, they get they just fall apart. And, yeah. And then so I have done the with the pressure cooker. But again, I was home and was able to get it. And I just I just made it like. When I scheduled my day, I've been like, you know, taking my notebook out at night and mm -hmm. scheduling my day. I just made, I wrote down, yeah, get carnitas in the oven yeah. at like 1230. Yeah. Um, so those were in, actually it might've been even earlier than that. I think I had them going by noon. So again, I, I sear it, I salt it. I typically don't season the meat until after it's cooked. Okay. Um, and I just, again, braised it and like with a beer and I think some beef stock. Um, and then I let it like fall apart because then when you do the carnitas part, at least the way I do it, you can do it like on a broiler or you can do it in a pan. I usually do it yeah. in a pan. You just take, you pull the meat apart and then you put it in oil and you like fry it up. Which so it gives crisps it that, up, right? It crisps yeah. up. And that's <clears> when, oh, and I, I lied. I actually threw some limes. I threw some limes in with it. Oh, nice. And a couple other things. I didn't season it super. I didn't put a ton, tons of seasoning because I typically season it at the end as well. And I might season it a little bit differently if I'm going to do carnitas as opposed to like pulled pork sandwiches or mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. pork over rice or yeah. whatever. So um, I'll like reseason it when I'm cook when I'm frying it up in the pan. So we did the carnitas that day that did take like six or seven hours to cook, but it was delicious. And then so when um, it's on the table, what is everyone? It's tacos. Okay. That's, that's what I was picturing, but I just wanted yeah. to clarify. So, do, yep, so is there cheese? Is there? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, like it with cheese. I like them pretty simple. Like mm -hmm. I like a little like sour cream or crema. Mm -hmm. Um, some, if I had a queso fresco, I would use that. Yeah. But that's like, what we do. I don't like, I, I do put shredded cheese out cause I know the kids like right, it. Right. Um, 
That was also a weird one because I feel like it took me all day to like make it. And then by the time it was one of those where I overest or underestimated the length of time it would take. Mm-hmm. So by the time it was finally already, like I had to run out the door. Yeah. And so there was like kids kind of just sitting all around the living room. And I was like, Here, here's just, some meat. Here's some meat. Do what you will. I had cl- I had sliced up um, a red pepper. I really like Ooh, to yeah. throw, throw red peppers mm-hmm. like on basically everything. And I had lime out mm-hmm. and some cilantro and stuff like that. And like the let, little tortillas, I, like the small ones? Or do you, I just got regular corn. Okay. I like corn tortillas with that. And so I just, they're already pretty small. Yes. Um, but we did not do the tiny ones. And then everybody just went, you know, kind of crazy buffet. That sounds really good, buffet. actually. That's kind and of. And then I had to run off and do something. I don't even remember what it was now. Probably was yoga. Night. You know what? You're probably right. It was probably yoga. <laughs> That's really so, funny. Um, yeah. We did carnitas for our Super Bowl party, which you were at my house right That's before right. that. And so Brian. Hence all the jokes. Yes. Hence all the pork butt jokes. Um, and so that sounds delicious. Um, I have a problem with corn tortillas. Like, I feel like the ones I buy always fall apart. I love they, them in a restaurant. But I cannot find grocery store corn tortillas that, I mean, they fall apart like in your hand while you're yeah. eating, like terrible. So I always, I always put them, I find that it, there's totally different kinds. Like yeah. the textures can be very hard. If they're hard, I heat them on the, in a pan, mm-hmm. like just in a dry pan. Yeah. And that tends to help. If they're the really soft kinds, I have to double them. Um, mm-hmm. There's a pretty, there's a pretty like ready to, or a, you know, readily available company. And I can't think of it right now. I think it starts with an M we'll put and it they in the have a nice yeah. yellow soft corn tortilla and it's soft and like it stays pliable and it tastes really good and the kids really like it, but it is like super fall apart and I yeah. double them up. Yeah. Okay. That them. makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay. So by Friday night, actually Brian and I had, we were supposed to go out for my birthday that night and we ended up postponing because it was such a crazy week with him being out of town and, um, we just decided to postpone. So we stayed in Friday night, um, the kids all had something different. I will link up because we found these frozen chicken and vegetable pot stickers from Costco that I actually am totally fine with the ingredients. So much of frozen pre-prepared Asian food is so, has so much like crazy. Yeah. I don't know. MSG and yeah. Stuff in yeah, it. yeah. Like and other ingredients you can't recognize. And this one is really good. It's, I mean, it has all the chicken, all the vegetables, and then I'm sure it's high in sodium because most of those recipes are, but there's no preservatives, like nothing bad in there. And they're really good. So I will link those up. They're um, chicken, vegetable, pot stickers and get them at Costco in a big frozen bag. But the little kids had cut up chicken sausage, the Adele's brand. They like the chicken and apple. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit sweet. And we just um, microwave it and slice it and they dip it in ketchup or barbecue sauce. And I think we cut up some fruit. And then Brian um, took some grilled chicken that had been in the fridge pretty much all week, but was still good. And he made a chicken fried rice for the two of us. And he does a really nice fried rice. I don't even know what all goes in there. I mean, there's some egg in there and there's some like curry powder and um, the chicken's chopped up really small, which I like because if it has been in, I don't know, I just feel like it needs new life added to it if it's been in the fridge all week. So um, we had kind of like a curry flavored chicken fried rice. So that was a little bit of everything on Friday. Kelsey and family had steak and baked potatoes and cauliflower. I was like super impressed with that. And I love that the boys didn't eat, just ate the steak. Yes. They're like, just give me meat. Yeah, just meat. <laughs> and yeah, and her daughter, Audrey, asked for more broccoli or, or cauliflower, I mean. Yeah. Um, I did ask Kelsey about this recipe because I was curious how she does her cauliflower. And she said that night it was frozen from a bag. And I said, there's no shame in that game. Yeah. Um, but the steaks, interestingly, they had been given or somehow got in on like a quarter of a cow. You know how you can do that? Yep. And um, she, it was all cut up in the freezer and she took some out to defrost and she didn't know they were the fillets they were the filet mignon so her husband got <gasps> home and he's like kids yeah so she mignon. fed oh her gosh. two three-year-olds and five-year-old filet mignon and her husband well, got no home and he was they like, ate it all <laughs> her husband was like is that what we're having for dinner and she's like yeah he's like filet mignon she's like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. anyway That's so funny. it was a well, cute it was story. friday okay so yeah you know, it was day after valentine's friday. day there yeah, you exactly. go why not um, um i have to ask you while we're talking about you know um Audrey eating her brother's cauliflower. Yeah. Do you let do you let your kids eat off each other's plates? Um, like if they if one wanted to give something up to the other, do you allow that? I I allow it after a certain amount of time. That's such an interesting question. So it's usually like 
it's usually someone says they're done and may I be excused, please. And they've sat there for like a reasonable yeah. amount of time. And it's usually Reed. I mean, not to throw him under the bus, but he's usually getting up last night. Um, this is not on our weekly menu that we're talking about, but last night, Brian made mushroom risotto that was really good. And Reed was getting up with a whole like huge pile of it on his plate. And um, I said, well, can Violet have that? And so we will, redis- we will redistribute the right. wealth, but usually it's kind of at the end of the meal. What about you? So I'm, I don't really, now that I think about it, I don't really have like a, a rule around it necessarily, but I, I know at the end, there's always a ton of trading going on because yeah. <laughs> everyone has their favorite thing and so yeah. the favorites tend to go, yeah. you know, um, but also I have been pretty lax about allowing them to do tradesies off their plates early in the meal. If it's kind of an even tradesie, like I wouldn't let someone right. trade all their vegetables away for two rolls. Right. Yes. But I might let them trade vegetables. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then I'm the same with if like bread is a good example. If we have like a nice sliced French bread or something, I'm probably going to put a two piece limit on everybody. So like just because Violet doesn't finish hers, that doesn't mean a legger gets like a third and fourth piece of bread. So I probably would have exercised some, but that brings up another question. Do you, are your kids mostly serving? I mean, they're mostly probably serving their own plates or are you plating things? Sometimes it kind of depends because we don't have a lot of space in the kitchen. Yeah. um, And because there's so many people around our table, it typically makes sense for me to do some of the plating and then whatever fits like the meat almost always I plate up because I do that in the kitchen. Yeah. Pass the plates out and then everyone does their sides. That makes sense. So it kind of depends on like how big the like literally how much space the meals take up. Yeah. And then if everyone's at the table or just some of us. Yeah, I think it totally depends for us, too. It depends on what we're having, where we're serving it, whether it's like everyone's eating the same thing or kids are getting something different. I do try when we're sitting down all together, I'm trying to be better about having them do the like, please pass this, put this on my plate, just so they start to have a a sense for like, what's a portion. And, you know, like they're not just life is not always being handed a plate of pre-portioned food. That's true. Right? So, but I'm, yep. but a lot of times I am plating their food still. Yeah. Um, okay. Last day, right? Saturday. Yep. So last Saturday we also had leftovers. We had the, um, rest of the carnita meat. Um, some kids ate it as pulled pork sandwiches. I know that I made at least one plate for myself. That was just the meat over cauliflower rice. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. Um, I want to say someone else had that too, but it was, a, it was again, kind of grab and go. Like we were all doing stuff. So we, this was not us sitting, all of us sitting down right, around right. the table. Um, but since I get to claim Sunday at the end of the week as my week, yes. I have to like, so I was going out of town the next day and I knew I needed to use up all the food in the house as much as I could. So I got one more meal out of that carnitas meat. Um, I fried it all up when we actually had this like, or like a late lunch or like a late, actually, sorry, late breakfast, early mm-hmm, lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, I fried up the rest of the leftover pork crispy, like it was going on a carnita, but then I chopped up a sweet potato and made a hash and put that over eggs yum with pancakes that sounds so, so good good it was delicious that sounds so delicious I, so i got three meals out of one yeah pork's butt well <laughs> <laughs> and that is the thing about leftovers is um they don't just they don't just make themselves like it does take a little no, bit right. of creativity to really enjoy them i think that's why leftovers get a bad rap is like right if you're just eating yesterday's meal and it's a little less fresh, that's not exciting. But the, doing things like that is so delicious. And, and it was such- so good. And like, and everyone was like, what's the occasion, yeah. mom? <laughs> like everybody was like, wow, you've really outdone yourself. And I was just laughing because the meat had been made by that point for three days. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like I really had to remake it. I just had to kind of assemble everything. Yeah. So. I love it. Um, well, Saturday, this particular Saturday, I actually was up in LA with my mom. We saw a show and stayed in a hotel. So I had one of your and my shared favorite things, Megan, which is a really good club sandwich Ooh. from like a hotel bar. Um, and we shared some avocado toast. So I had avocado on toast and then avocado in my sandwich. And we just sat at the hotel bar. So that was Saturday. Nice. And Kelsey's family had dinner at their church. They had a Valentine's dinner at their church. Um, So before we go too long, I was going to ask this coming week, do you have anything exciting on your meal plan this week? Not to put you on the spot. I'm redoing stir fry. Okay. I'm trying that tonight again. I'm going to try your method though. All right. I'm going backward. Um, I thawed out all the meat that I had to freeze from HelloFresh. Right. (laughs) So so I had chicken, I had pork tenderloin and I had ground beef. So I'm kind of working around that, which mm-hmm. is nice because I know what I have and I have to work around it. Yeah. So tomorrow I'm doing the pork tenderloins and vegetables. I think I think I'll probably do broccoli and potatoes probably. Mm-hmm. And then um, or maybe cauliflower rice because I'm trying not to do a lot of carbs at the mm-hmm. moment. And then um, and then on 
Wednesday next, we're recording this on a Monday. I'm going to do this kind of like easy meal I do. I think I won't, I probably won't eat it. I think Wednesday night I'm going to actually be um, eating something else. But for the kids, I'm going to do like, I like just saute up or I guess brown up some ground beef. Mm -hmm. And then I use like a bagged diced potatoes. Okay. And get those nice and like, I kind of like to get those with a little toast on them Uh as well. And then throw in a bag of frozen peas at the end. It's kind of like shepherd's pie, kind of, but with chunked potatoes instead of mashed. I love that. That The kids love it. Yeah. And they smother it with ketchup and it's disgusting. I can barely even look at it because they put so much ketchup on it, but. But it's like a done deal. It's a done deal. And it takes 10 minutes. It's so fast. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, we, I definitely want to get back to meal planning and healthy eating this week since last week was my birthday and Brian was out of town. And so we tonight are making kind of a shrimp soup, like a, like a, like ramen kind of, Um, but Brian is doing that. And then I know I have one night this week, the kids were asking about pasta and red sauce. And so when we do Italian, we do it kind of like kids way and grown up way. And I have these red lentil noodles that are made of lentils. They're not actually, so they would be gluten-free or carb-free or I guess not right. carb-free lentils are a carb, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and they're really good. So processed carb. Yeah. And Brian and I eat those and we'll do a whole bunch of vegetables, red peppers, mushrooms, onions, like, like the same idea as a stir fry, only it's going to have an Italian flavor profile jar of red sauce. And then the kids will have, um, just whole wheat noodles and red sauce. So okay. it'll be, you know, like kid version, grown up version. And then I think we're going to do a taco slash taco salad night. And that's another just easy one to deconstruct. So Brian and I'll have fewer chips and the kids will have a lot of chips. Sometimes they even make nachos, like (laughs) just put out all the, and we'll do that one probably with ground beef. I have some ground beef to use, but sometimes we use ground turkey. Um, Oh, and in the, when we do pasta, we use an Italian, sweet Italian chicken sausage from Trader Joe's. That's really yummy. Everybody likes that in their red sauce. That's good. That's on that's on for this week nice all right guys well we would love to know what you are making for dinner or if this inspired anything in you we will link up as many recipes as we can at the momhour.com in the show notes for this episode but like we said a lot of it is just real life like us it is real life winging it well we should mention that we are going to be putting together a special thing for um, some of our Patreon subscribers our patrons mm-hmm. some of we call mm-hmm. them subscribers yes, members patrons um at the higher two levels where they get like a basically like an audio class mm-hmm. and then we include a printable with it. And yeah. what I was thinking we could do is pull together some of these recipes. Yeah. Put them in a printable form because some of these are in my head. They live yeah. in my head. Um, yeah. But they, they should live on paper somewhere. Yeah, totally. Yeah. One of our we're, we're dropping the two bonus audio classes later this week. Um, and one of them is about some of our favorite recipes. Not everything we mentioned in this episode is our favorite recipe. Some of it was just, you know, filler, (laughs) like filler stuff. But in that audio class, we'll be talking about like our go-to recipes and there will be a printable. So, um, hope to see some of you guys in the Patreon community. Um, all right, Megan, we'll we'll talk to you soon. Thanks guys. Bye guys. Bye guys.